0: Hey guys, Chad here. Welcome to another edition of the Chad Shipley Show where I bring you interesting, insightful, and entertaining content or people. My guest today is none other than J.D. Green from Big 104.7. J.D. and his wife, Kate, started coming to my fitness studio, Sweat Bar Fitness, a couple months back. We became friends. I thought it'd be a lot of fun to have J.D. on the show and I wanted to dig into a lot of different topics. Him being a dad and his involvement in his daughter's sports Him being a DJ, him being a program director, what does that even mean? And we get into some really awesome stories like him drinking, hanging out with Eric Church, him on stage at Jamboree in the Hills playing with Toby Keith. There was a lot of gems that came out of this conversation and I had so much fun. I can't thank you enough, JD, for taking the time to come on and talk with me. This is gonna be a conversation I listen to over and over again. And I'll remember forever because it was just a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy this (laughs) as much as I did. And with no further ado, I present to you my very fun and wide ranging conversation with JD Green. We're live. JD, welcome to the show, man. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on after a nice workout.
1: It was. It was (laughs) the first time I've ever done one that you didn't train here.
0: Yeah. It yeah. was Maddie. And I was training with you. Yeah. You th- but you do good. You go hard. Do I people do not. know you as like a fitness person?
1: I'm not a fitness person. You are though. <laughs> you go really hard. Because you're here for like an hour. You might as well work out. Yeah. So. And and it's it's one of those like I never really I work out at home. Used to work out at home a lot. And I'd still be like, – I think if you can work out at home by yourself and push yourself, when you're in this, it's a lot easier to push yourself. Does that make sense? Because you oh, yeah. Especially when it was like groups and you're competing with somebody. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and I hate doing cardio. So this is why I love it here because you're doing all the cardio stuff that I wouldn't do on my own.
0: Right. That's what most people say. So they like the group setting because mm-hmm. it's just kind of like the energy gets everyone going and then we make people do exercise at different stations that they would never do on their own right you know so i'll have someone that'll tell me that they go to a big box gym and then i'll come up to them when they're like doing planks and i'm like when have you ever just stopped and done planks at a you know a regular right yeah no. so that's what people like about it but you are and i i was actually hanging behind you doing See, some core
1: awful.
0: yeah but you were like i kept dropping my legs and i'm like man he just keeps holding his legs up <laughs> You couldn't see me, I could see you. I was
1: like this I, I was I was trying to look behind me, like see let that down yet? <laughs> yeah. No,
0: you were doing good, man. It was fun. I, yeah. We got through it. But um so is this uh anything goes? I can ask any questions. You,
1: I mean, yeah. What is this podcast about? What are we gonna talk about? You said entertain like the name of it is
0: Well, we have a very this particular podcast or just my podcast in Whatever general. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Well, my podcast in general is very wide ranging. Yeah. We we go all over the board. A lot of fitness, a lot of craziness I had on I told you, I think that I had on a heroin addict at yeah. one point. It's probably the most popular episode
1: because that's, I that's the one I would want to listen to because yeah. it's I, I, right. it's hard to wrap your brain around that. Yeah, like you know I mean, I mean, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Just that everybody knows that heroin's bad and it's very addicting. Then why did you do it? like it? Yeah, and, right. and then you hear the stories of what they did, and you're just. I've always been like, wow, how how the heck did you get into that?
0: And it's crazy because. I told him that I told him that his story was going to be something that related to a lot of people. And that's when he eventually decided to do it Mm because he was just really hesitant to, to tell his story openly, but then he thought it might impact a lot of people. And it has like, everyone talks about that show. And I think it's because we all like hit some sort of rock bottom Mm -hmm. at some point and it can be anything. So it's not heroin addicts that are necessarily listening to that and liking it. It's everyday people that are seeing someone that's at rock bottom and trying to figure out how to get out of that, you know, um, how did you get into it, and then how do you get it back how out, you get out? You out know, and uh, yeah, it was pretty powerful, man. But it's very wide ranging for this episode. I I was so so little backdrop when you started coming to the gym here. The next day someone showed up and said hey i heard about sweat bar on 104.7 i'm like how the hell did that happen i guess you like tweeted yeah I, something thought, about...
1: I was talking about because i i saw what you guys did here and i was right. like all right if i'm not on the radio tomorrow because i died yeah i died at a place called sweat bar because i kept watching the videos and i was like my wife came here first yeah and yeah. i went i gotta try that because she yeah. knew that i i like a workout that is almost like an athletic workout like right. it reminds me of coming here reminds me of like working out during basketball football and baseball yeah, in right. high school and stuff yeah. so it has the same feel to it and that's what i like like my daughter does sports and strength training too and i'm always like when i'm sitting there waiting on her to come i'm always want to do it with them yeah like is that this that's what this is it's like feels like sports training
0: it's it's like an athletic training yeah, it's whatever sure. you want to make it yeah. yeah
1: so that's why i talked about it on the radio
0: but it was awesome because and then i became kind of infatuated with you and i'm like man that's awesome
1: like i want you, want to- we re- <laughs> you became what you might want to <laughs> edit that one out that just keep playing over and over again i'm infatuated with you i'm infatuated with you well it was this uh and I, i there's
0: there's a lot of people that are like this i have other members that are like this too i just want to dig into their life their story get the backdrop it was just really interesting because it's it's so funny to watch you even today you're talking to everyone you're like becoming friends with everyone and i'm i'm just wondering i'm like i don't if if like i if everywhere i went people like knew who i was i don't know like i feel like I, you're just so social with everyone and, and like and
1: like today for instance we met two people yeah. they don't know who I didn't tell them what I did I didn't tell them who I am yeah. like, I mean that's not I just I love people that's why the the COVID complete COVID, yeah, like yeah. when we were shut down right that was awful for me like really? it was like March and April and like in May is when it loosened up a little bit and you yeah. were able to at least see friends again that was the worst yeah. because I love people yeah like I love talking to people I love being around people
0: So let's talk about your Facebook Lives, then, because... I hate those. (laughs) Why? So just to give everyone a backdrop, we were talking about this before the show. I really liked watching your Facebook Lives, just because I thought they were so interesting. You're bringing up all these different conversations, and I, I guess... For you, it's probably weird because you're just talking to like no one, right? Is right, that... you're
1: talking to nobody, and then you're just tell- like you felt like you were bored, like you yeah. felt like they were boring. That's interesting that you said they were good, and like a little bit of me now, like when you said that, I went maybe I should be doing those still. But yeah. I just, and then they wanted me to do it at a certain time. The reason, to be honest with you, the reason I did them was they were sponsored. But you it was, had... it was it was it was a, it was a paid thing, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> but you had all kind of people that were actually like tuning in, commenting, yeah. Like... I, when I do Facebook Lives, no one no one does that. <laughs> you just
1: got to wait a little bit, I guess. Well, it was – And I, I should do them like because I'm back in the stu- – when I was doing those, I was doing my show from home. Yeah. And now I'm back in the studio every day. Okay, yeah. Like I realized like you're – I might do it once a week. That's a good idea. Like I might go once a week live from the studio because I'm back in the studio and people are still working from home. Yeah. And I imagine people are still sitting around. Even though it's summertime, I imagine they're still in front of computers. good like,
0: even if it was like a standard time every week, like one day at a certain time you came on and just did a Facebook Live, I think that would be pretty cool. Okay. Because I would actually look forward to like going Brought to you guys my bar. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sponsor it there you go. this time. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, you brought up your daughters. When I started following you, mm-hmm. I saw right away like gymnastic videos. And I'm like, man, that is, they are really good. And then you're super involved with your yeah. girls, right? So yes. That's a big part of my life. It's so. the most important job. Yeah, so I wanted to dig into that a little bit. Like, what the girls playing sports? Like, are you you try to be there all the time?
1: Every as much as I can be. That's what this summer has been great yeah. in a bad way. Like that, that that sounds bad because of everything being canceled. I'm not playing music. I'm not going to concerts. I've been able to be at every softball game, every practice. I haven't had to leave early because a lot of times when it comes to the softball stuff, you're playing travel ball, so you're playing three games on a Saturday. Well, Saturdays we—that's the days you make money playing music. So, let's say their games were at noon, three, and six. That six o'clock game, I'd have to miss a lot because I'd either go play music or there'd be a concert out of, somewhere in Pittsburgh. There'd be a show that I'd have to go to. So, I right. missed a lot of those. So, this summer's been really great that I didn't have to do that. So now, now in my head, I'm trying to figure out how, how am I going to make that work next summer? Yeah. Because it has been good. So yeah, I do miss things, but I, not this summer. It's been great, and I coach too.
0: Where? So you do coach? Yeah, I coach I my daughters. That, yeah, yeah,
1: I coach my daughters' travel. I I coach like. In softball, there's rec, which is like your local, and then there's travel. Yeah, and I coach both. I'm an assistant on both. I don't have time to be ahead.
0: Where what are like uh, what's parent politics like these days with like this? Awful. Is it still?
1: Yeah. Uh, the worst. The worst thing about kids sports is parents. Yeah. They're like like
0: because mine's six, so she's going to be coming into this now. And, and I I I like I see people talking about the softball games and stuff like that on social media, but I haven't actually been to like a kids event like right. that for a long time. Actually, since I played probably. And it was terrible.
1: It's about about a time they – if you even think about when you did sports, about the time you hit freshman year, that stuff stops. I mean I can remember remember a parent going to my basketball coach and complaining that a freshman was playing over – because I played as a a freshman. And he was like a junior, and they complained. And then I remember him getting to play over me the next game and him not doing a very good job. And then I came in, and he never played again. <laughs> right. So I mean, I, I feel like that was like now looking back, I remember being so mad about that that him playing over me. But what that coach was doing was this is why your kid doesn't play. Right, yeah. So I mean, it's it obviously been going on for years, but um, by the time they're this age, it's kind of over with. It doesn't seem as bad. People still think their kids are going to D one. Yeah. Like I always joke when we're at these softball tournaments, I'm like, nobody at this tournament's going to Division one. Like I don't right. think I don't think parents that realize how hard that is. Yeah.
0: It's. I was actually at a baseball tryout when I was in high school, and it was down south somewhere, west uh, somewhere in Virginia, I think. And um, you know, day one, you're like, nope, never yeah. gonna make it. It's unbelievable the talent that's out there. But it's crazy. Do you, so as a coach, do you get a lot of people actually like complaining to you all the time? No, because I'm an assistant. Okay. They don't
1: complain to the assistant. I'm the charming one. I'm the. <laughs> I'm the. I'm the coach that everybody the likes. People person. Yeah, I am. Like I, I joke like because in travel you don't recruit but you recruit. Yeah. So you always have a spot every year for a couple of girls. And like, right. I feel like th- this year was just like, Hey, JD, go get, go get girls, yeah. go get, go get parents. And so I go talk to the parents and just sell them, yeah. but it's just like, I, but it's, uh, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I, um, the, but there is, there is pro parents get involved in it. It's just, like I said, the worst thing about kids sports is parents, the, the yelling in the stands, the, you can always tell who you can always tell whose daughter is the coach's daughter. Yeah, You can always, like, you. it's always a joke, because you'll, even even me, I use, mine's usually because I say a smart-ass comment to my, my youngest three. <laughs> like, if, if, like, she swings at something, I'll be like, didn't I say to swing at something you could drill? And she'll be like, yeah, and I'll be like, did you drill that? Yeah. No, and I'll be like, well, then you didn't listen, and so yeah, it's right. usually, like, those things, but a lot of, da- like, the parent like, you just can tell who the kids are, because their parents yell at them the whole time.
0: Yeah, my, uh, my dad coached one time, so the, we had, like, a floor hockey, I think I was, like, eight, and... The coach was going out of town on vacation or something and my dad you know he asked my dad just to step in like, this is floor hockey like mm-hmm. you know we don't have a clue what we're doing and my dad like first three minutes of the game sits everyone that always played me included and put in all the kids that never play right and it was just like this uproar from the crowd right. of parents that got super mad that their kid wasn't playing and uh gave my dad shit for like ever about it right so my dad literally said like i will never coach your sports ever so he showed up at every game watched every single practice but just never got involved in that and then as i got older it got worse and worse and worse and for me now especially like running a fitness studio it's the people that live vicariously through their kids that drive me insane you know like the yeah the parents that would never like do a push-up in their life are like yelling at their kids (laughs) that they're not going hard enough and they're not playing good enough and all that
1: I remember having a conversation with the coach a couple years ago, and I was like, we were sitting at training, and he was one of the coaches, and I was like, so, did you play baseball in high school? Oh no, it was political. Right away I went, you just weren't any good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that to him, but that's exactly what I thought in my head. I went, the people that say that, they weren't good enough. Because yeah, Yeah. it's political, but if you're good, you're gonna play. Right, yeah. Coaches don't not play good players. Yeah. No matter how political, they don't play, they play good players. Right. Because it's their job at that age, in high school, to win
0: yeah you
1: know yeah. you might you might get the situation that i told you where i sat for a little bit for them to show a parent in a game against buckeye local right that we knew we'd win anyways but good yeah. players play but that's
0: awesome that you find the time to actually coach and be involved i love that i brought it up because i mean you guys um you know you inspire me a lot i see all the posts with the kids 24 7 kate's posting a lot all know, the time. softball cheerleading it's good stuff man
1: yeah, i like that part and, it, and it's, but when, we, when I, when we get back to normal, cause of what I do, well, I don't think we talked about what I do for a living.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll do an intro to this. Oh,
1: okay. But, uh, so <laughs> like, I, but play, can talk about it I play music, I have concerts and usually it's, so what I was trying to get to is that, so like on Sunday mornings you play. So on, like your, your tournament, you, you have play on Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning is like 8 AM. So you have to be there at seven sometimes. And I would be out till three in the morning playing music and then be at a 7 a.m game like I, that sucks yeah, and that happens right. all summer long yeah and so it's nice this summer that's why i was getting out like i get to sleep in a little, not even sleep in, but get to go to bed at a normal time
0: that's why i was bringing it up because you seem so busy as is and then to be till, so involved you wait, know
1: wait till you haven't you haven't see i we met and then COVID happened yeah so like that's why i tell everybody that i've met in the last couple months i'm like wait till covid's over yeah. it, i mean because people just think it's the concerts out at like uh star lake right they think it's those or the stadium shows but it's gerbil shows it shows at stage ae it's there's there's usually a a new artist that nobody's ever heard of in on a tuesday and then you they come in and they come into your building and they do music and then you have to go to dinner with them which is nice i mean i don't mean you have to but you'd go to dinner with them and then it's a tuesday and you're at dinner and dickas and then all of a sudden you end up at celebrations till 3 a.m you know what i mean and then
0: so what is all of all of that so like what Obviously, you're on the air a lot, right?
1: Right, yeah. I'm on every day.
0: And you're PD, program director? Yes.
1: So I run the radio station. I pick all the music everybody hears and charge of all programming.
0: All right, so let's start there then. Okay. So you're picking the music. So the another DJ, is that the right term? Right, yeah. So another DJ is coming in for a couple hours to be you on the air. I mean, yeah. You've I, already picked all of their music right. to be playing. Yeah. But all of the commentary between the music... Is them. Is them. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So like... When it comes to the music, what it, what happens is the record label has an artist. We'll, we'll say, Luke Bryan or Dierks Bentley is the picture you have up here. Dierks Bentley has what they call a single. Yeah. They they, they pick a single because a lot of people be like, "Why do you play that song and not this song off the album?" Well, it wasn't my choice because I, I agree with you. Sometimes there's an album cut that I wish was a single that isn't a single, but right. they have a single, and the re, and so they put money behind that single. They yeah. create a music video for that single. They have artwork for that song they they plan on having that song in the set list when he plays live that that's why i'm playing that song because we, we always get that so they'll give you a single and usually somebody that's a big star you play already so that's pretty easy it's the new artist and the new music that is the the most fun to figure out because like I, if i get a song from luke bryan i know that it's going to be a hit right you know what i mean jason I'll, you just know you're gonna get a hit it's when like a new artist comes through on a like i said a tuesday plays in your conference room, and you watch him play him and a guitar and then you go to dinner and you get to know him a little bit and you're like, oh. Like, it's funny how many country singers have been to celebrations. Really? Yeah. Like, Alex always laughs and he's like, they were here? And I'm like, yeah, I brought them. Like, I didn't know who they were then. Yep. We didn't know, like, I mean, I can, Michael Ray, Morgan Wallen had a bunch of number ones. Morgan Wallen had dinner on the deck. You know what I mean? We sat on the deck and, nobody knows
0: how does does it work though so are you seeking them out or are these artists that are seeking They're artists that are
1: signed to record labels that seek us out
0: okay so you have to be signed to a record label
1: more more often than not there's there's stories of like like luke combs is a country singer and luke just exploded onto the scene but luke already had a big following through youtube and things like that you can still get somewhere with that but once you're once once you get to the part where i'm at that's when you usually have a record deal that's like like you can get you can get so far in your career. It's the funny thing about radio is people are like, does radio still work? Radio still is the number one platform for finding new music. yeah. And it's because most people don't have Spotify, not everybody buys Spotify, not everybody buys all of these apps to use. They, they, they wait till it's told what this, what is good. That's so the majority of people.
0: Is it the record label that's reaching out to you, trying yes. to promote these new people? Okay, so yes, they're the, a new artist signs with a record label, and then the record label's working with you mm-hmm. to get their music on the air.
1: Exactly.
0: But is that – do you have any choice in that? Like, yes, okay. I have 100% choice okay. in that. So if, if it's like an artist that you
1: – If I if I love an artist yeah. and I think they're going to be a big star, I, call, I always say I'm going to invest in them. I'm going to invest in them, and, I, yeah. and then we play it and hope that it works.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And then you get a chance to meet them, obviously.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's not one that I had. And it, what's fun is you meet a lot of them when they're, yeah, nobodies yeah. when they're still, right. they yeah. haven't had a hit yet, and they're. They, they. It's just funny to watch them grow. That's probably what one of my favorite things is to watch an artist grow. Yeah, like when they they come in here and they're, they, they're 26 and they they have ugly clothes on. You know what I mean? Like, as <laughs> they're poor, they're not right. poor, but yeah. I mean they, they don't have any money. They, yeah, for sure. The, the label will give them so much money to like buy wardrobe yeah. to come in, but they they just they and then and then you see them five years later on a tour bus wearing you know nicest boots you can wear and nice it's funny to watch them grow and the girl the women girls especially you you can always tell the girls because they it's like you can tell that they get better makeup or whatever that happens to them they just get better stuff and they look
0: who are some of the ones that you've met before they were big and did you know that they were going to become big
1: eric church who's my favorite oh wow yeah like i love eric church like eric like i'm weird around eric Um, i have an eric church story
0: But Um, it's not interesting, so go ahead.
1: I'm interested in it, though. Um, Morgan Wallen's big now. Luke Combs is big now. Um, Pretty much, see, like, let me just, I can probably go the other way. Like, Jason Aldean was already a big star when I got into country, so it was, so it's probably, like, 2006 on, or 2008 on. Anybody that's made it since 2008. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, the big ones, a lot of the big ones, we haven't had, like, Sam Hunt. I I went to dinner with Sam Hunt when nobody knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah. You knew he was going to be big, though. He already wrote a bunch of songs. Yeah. So it was like you knew when you saw Sam Hunt, like when he walked in, you were like, that's the one thing you can always, you can, sometimes you can tell who's going to be a star right away when they walk into a room. There's some, there's people that walk into anywhere and you're like, there's something about them. Yeah. Like when they walk into a room, it's like, oh, they got something. They got that it. And then some walk in and they don't have that it, but they also somehow figured something else out. But the ones that walk in, you're just like, they have they have the, the it factor.
0: I just watched the uh, documentary on Garth Brooks
1: on Netflix. I watched the watch first, that I, I watched yeah. the first episode. Is it three episodes or two episodes? If, I can't remember. If it's remember. three episodes, I watched the first two. I have one left and, it, and it's a lot like that. That, it, that. that documentary was like that hit, like that hit home. I, when he was talking about the early years, right. he, that's exactly what we're talking about.
0: Well, this conversation was reminding me of that because it was so surreal to like listen to him talk about his rise in mm-hmm. country music. Right when he was going out to Nashville, no one knew who he was. No one cared about who he was. He was going all these places, and you know, some people it sounded like right away were like, "This guy is definitely going to be a star," but other people weren't paying attention to him at all. Then he actually left Nashville, and kind of with his tail between his legs. Every artist
1: tends to have a "they turned me down" story. Yeah, and it it's like it's like an athlete. Like a lot of the funny thing is, a lot of artists want to be athletes or were ex-athletes at least in country. Like if I run down like other country people that play that are good, like they're pretty athletic too. Like they have that sports background, so they have that fire about them too. We're like, oh, you think I'm not good? Okay, so I'll go find somebody that thinks I'm good and I'll show you I'm good. Yeah. That happens with a lot of them.
0: Did you get into this line of work because of
1: you wanting to be an artist? No, I got into this line because I wasn't smart enough to do anything else. <laughs>
0: To be honest with you, but you are you are an artist
1: too. Yeah, I mean, I would I, I We use that term loosely. Those guys are artists. I'm just a hack. But I. But um.
0: So do you? Are you playing like covers when you? Yeah, when yeah, you play we we play
1: game? a few originals, but I'm mainly. We, I always we, when I talk about our band, I tend to consider us a party band. Is what I tell everybody. Like, because people are like, oh, I don't like country. I go come see it. Like that's yeah. what I. It's always my next thing. I don't like country. Or you'll get people to say, Oh, I don't like country, but I like you guys because we're we're a rock band playing country songs and we, and we make it a party. Yeah. Like it's, it's a party for three hours straight.
0: Yeah. Country's fun. I, I was watching the country music awards one time and I forget who it was. Oh, Alan Jackson. I think it was, it was up on stage singing one of his more popular songs that he, you know, he probably wrote 30 years ago or something. And every single person, at the country music awards is upstanding singing and they're mm-hmm. all stars, right? They're all, they all mm-hmm. have their own music. And I'm just thinking like this community of people that are just like, they all stand and support one another, and they're all singing and have a good time. But on the flip side of that, country concerts can be, like, more dangerous than the the rap concerts, man.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's – I've been going to country concerts for so long that I didn't notice. It's funny. So everybody would say that. They'd be like, oh, my God, the people at country – oh, country shows. I'm like, dude, they're, they're awesome. I love them. It's always – like, I love them. And I went to, like, a insert – pop rock band concert I can't remember what it was and like everybody was dressed nice like like they were like and I was like oh it is a lot cleaner here than it is in country like country shows the people were in jeans and ripped up t-shirts and like they're bleeding because they got in a fight out in the parking lot
0: it that I when I was kind of in the concert scene you know Mm -hmm. my 20s we there was a rap concert coming I think it was like 50 cent or something and we were talking about how we were kind of scared to go just because we didn't want to be involved in all the fights and everything and then we went to a country concert, and that's all, like, it was just, like, bloodbath everywhere. People it's, were it's, beating the hell out of each other, and the they are super fun. The country concert, right. especially here. I like how you called it Star Lake, by the way.
1: Yeah. What is it now?
0: Post-Gazette. It's not think. that either. Right? No. <laughs> it changed. It's, 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 it was
1: Key Bank. After. It's been a couple of things. Okay, yeah. It was first Niagara. Right. It was Key And they just so the pavilion, changed it yeah. this year. But we just started saying the new name in January and February, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And I haven't had to talk about the pavilion since. So I, It's like... I forget what it's called. Yeah.
0: But the regardless, they're the, the, lo- the funnest concerts ever.
1: I always call it the Lawn District 5. Yeah. Or District 9, What's whatever. Five? What, district 9, whatever that – what is the the Hunger Games? Like the District oh, – Oh, yeah. Whatever. I'm yeah, <laughs> like yeah, out there yeah. in District 9. Right. I don't go out there. So it is like you walk through there and it's like, wow. Because those people are – like people on the lawn tend to be your partiers. And a lot of the times, the thing with that also is they're not all country music fans. They're just people there for the atmosphere, the idea of – being at a concert, right, and that's like the the Kenny Chesney problem yeah. downtown. I was just gonna say a lot that, of that yeah. is not country people. A lot right. of it is people that are just coming to have a good time that don't care about the music. Yeah, the people that care about the music a lot tend to not be in the lawn. I mean, they they what they can afford. So that I'm not I'm using that in general. But a lot of the people that get the lawn that love music, they're 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 in line and they're like the first like the part of the lawn that's like the beginning. Right. The first twenty yards of the lawn is usually pretty good. It's when you get to that second tier lawn up top. That's when you yeah. walk around up there and you see people like in, they're just too drunk they don't know where they're at I, i've been there before before i got into this but
0: yeah the lawn's actually usually pretty safe like any anywhere in the lawn or in the seats it's around the facility, facility that we're yeah. always kind of like loitering
1: right <laughs>
0: drinking one beer after the next and they
1: just they, they, they just don't they know their names
0: so when you were talking about how you're going to get really busy here because you got to go here and then there's going to be an event there what are you doing when you're going to all those events are you djing at those events no or a lot are you of times you're just up?
1: like i uh, just for concerts you're shaking hands kissing babies okay walking around handing out backstage passes doing all that stuff Yeah.
0: so you guys like set up a booth or something like right, that yes and,
1: and then i like how we work for iheart is like i'm one person and like a lot of other companies like my competitors they have like five people that do just what i do yeah and so they'll i'll get pulled in a lot of directions i'll be out in the lawn all day not in the lawn but in the parking lot all day and then and then at like six o'clock is always the time where they have like the hangs with the artist. So I have to go back. Like I say, I always hate it too. Like it's funny is like most people that do what I do love. They call it the radio room. So the radio room, you'd walk into a room about the size we're in right now. I don't know what this size is, and it like and would walk out Jason Aldean. and you're sitting there and there's beers and you BS with him a little bit like we are, and then they call it they're gone. I don't like those rooms because I could be out in the parking lot partying still with yeah, friends. Right. Like it's always kind of So it's, it's always like, I think I'm the only person in America that doesn't like a radio room.
0: Does that happen so you your friends actually come out to these concerts oh, yeah. and you get to hang out? With I them? usually
1: have like a handful of tickets. That's awesome. That I'll that I'll take friends to. And
0: are you going out of state or are you mostly right here like in this area? For do you have to do you have to travel like far I don't outside of Pittsburgh? On no.
1: And I even have I have a national show too. So
0: where are the venues out in here in Pittsburgh?
1: Whatever the pavilion's called right now <laughs> is the main one in the summertime? Yeah. Uh Peterson Event Center sometimes. Uh PBG Paints Arena which is where the pens play. Yeah. Uh, And then like Stage AE is the next one down from there. Right, yeah. And then the next step down would be Jurgles. Jurgles holds like 500 to 1,000. Stage AE holds like 3,000. Yeah. And then the arenas start to hold eight. I was then...
0: asking, just because I'm looking for different places to see shows, mm-hmm. see different concerts. Well, you
1: might have a little while. You might have to wait till 2022. I
0: know. I know, I We actually went out to see the Clarks in uh, Lake Conneaut, mm. if you can believe that. I think they started out there. Like, because they're from pittsburgh here Mm -hmm. they started playing at like different local places and we made a trip because we heard they were playing at lake conneaut and there was probably 30 people there it was unbelievable so we went right up to the front you know drank beer and watched them in the front row the whole time but it was it was awesome to watch them you know i know that they've been playing for a long time now but their songs are still awesome Mm -hmm. we love them and just to be able to be that close, but for them to actually come back to their roots and still like play at these they really, play a lot really small venues. They play a lot. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the Clarks. Well, so I was going to go back to my Eric Church story. Um, it's it's not a really good story, but is it my, a bad
1: thing about Eric? No. Okay, then I'll be all right.
0: What you love him that much?
1: Oh God, he's the best.
0: So I really like him now too. That's my story. So my girlfriend told me we we're going to go to this concert. I bought tickets. We couldn't get in with the tickets because they were like fake tickets <laughs> so i had to rebuy tickets it's actually funny <laughs> well so we get we get in and the new tickets that we got were much cheaper but they ended up being really nice because it was we were all the way back but we were really low so we were in like the front row but we were just like 100 yards What was away. this at ppg okay so this was yeah, recent yeah 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 it's it wasn't too long ago mm-hmm. so i became a huge eric church fan after that concert. But then I really liked him because, um, well, a lot of reasons. But he had he was talking about the Las Vegas shooting because he was there, right? The night and, before, I believe. Yeah, and then I saw him do an interview, and just just you know he was talking about how I don't know, it's hard to say. He was articulating things in a way that he, I'm like this guy's. It's, you
1: know, it's the same way. Like when yeah. I hear him, like he talked about if you I don't know if you've seen it. When he talks about, what we're going through right now. Like he talked about, um, it was probably like right in April or May, and he was just talking about how people are going to always be getting together, and how he he's just very articulate, like he's very well spoken, and you can
0: hear it in his songs. Yeah, and
1: his and then he writes them all too. He's just, and then he's then he's got this badass side to him too. So he's just so like he's so smart, but then he's this badass Jack Daniels drinking, marijuana smoking crazy guy.
0: (laughs) So have you drank beer or? Oh, I drank with him. Yes, I've,
1: I've never with Eric. No, I've never smoked with Eric, but I've. Done shots of Jack Daniel. Like, I, I tell the story. We were backstage on his bus in in Minneapolis. I lived in Minneapolis before here. Oh, yeah. And he's telling stories. And it was supposed to be just like, you'll get like a bus hang with him. Like the record guy that we talked about earlier, a girl, will go, hey, come say hi on the bus real quick. it be like 10 minutes. We sat on his bus for like two and a half hours. And there was a point in the conversation. It was like, dude, I got to get your number. And I was like, in my, head, going, in my head, I'm going, yes, get my number. And then um, – I, we didn't we didn't change numbers like it just like we got drunk and forgot. But like, he
0: asked you for your number. Yeah, he was like, "I need to
1: get your number." Is what he said, and then we never did. But like Eric, all the country singers know who I am. Like, not in a bad like they know like they know right? who they, they'd have to when you walk into a room they're like, "Oh, okay." And he's not one that gets prepped, so they all get prepped. So like if you were an artist, they the rep would be like, "Hey, JD's here. Remember, he's got a daughter, Kennedy and Reese. Okay, um, they play sports." You know, here's their Instagram. They'll show pictures and stuff just to kind of remind him. And a lot of them already know. Right. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, I already know him. And then Eric, they don't do that with. And when I moved to Pittsburgh, like he walked into the room and like he like, they, and he went, why are you in Pittsburgh right now? And I went, I work here. And he was like, you guys move too often. Wow. So you remembered you. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. away. And every like, it's all my wife will bring it. Every time he walks into a room, it's almost like because he's kind of shy. He's not shy, but he's like, he, he, he likes his comforts and He'll walk right to me. Talk That's to me awesome. first, and then everybody else. Yeah. He because, seems like that kind of guy. Because we've known, he, like, like, he knows I'm a fan, too. Like, he knows that I'm the biggest fan. He knows I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of him, that, and that and that we can hang. Like, he knows that I'll sit and have Jack Daniels with him. Yeah. But
0: I hate when it's the opposite. I hate when you think someone's like that, and then when you hear these stories, when people meet them in person, mm-hmm. they're completely different. They treat people like crap. Any
1: day, any day, you could be a bad day too. So I never, I I, that that's what sucks about being that big because there's is probably somebody that saw him in an airport. Yeah. And he was sitting at a bar in an airport, and he was like, maybe fighting with his wife on a text message, and he didn't talk to you because he was looking at his phone. I mean, stupid things like that have happened even at my tiny level, where I I can still remember a woman going, "Okay, you don't have time for me," but I, my wife was broke her foot, and I was trying to understand what was going on on a text message, so I wasn't paying attention to her.
0: I had that happen at, uh, I always thought about this, exactly what you just said, because Stone Cold Steve Austin came in with, I think it was China, or no, Triple H was with China, Stone Cold was with someone else, he made us like reopen the restaurant, he was a huge jerk, Mm -hmm. and then Triple H was a jerk, Uh, but I always thought that maybe it was just that day, you know, they're they're coming from an event, and it's gotta be hard, because everywhere you go, people are constantly trying to talk to you, so I, I let him off the hook, I hope he doesn't beat me up after
1: right it's, it, <laughs> you, you hear it all the time They're like i heard i like i'll get it from listeners that met insert artists and they're right. like that person was a jerk in the meet and greet I'm like yeah they're usually really nice or what's funny in my world country singers or artists will get they'll get dinged with oh they're a jerk because they're shy right sometimes they're shy like i know that's shy people yeah they're just shy like that's just, there's nothing you can really there's that's just who they are yeah
0: it's great. I'm actually a really introverted person, but no one would ever guess that.
1: I because would guess that. I I seem like I'm outgoing, right?
0: But it actually exhausts me being in big social settings. So when I started looking into like introverts versus extroverts, I'm like, like I'm a very introverted person. I never really like, I like going to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love going with my family too. But if I were to go, when I was consulting and traveling all around the world, mm-hmm. I people would always want to. They hated each other when they were working together. We'd be on projects, and everyone hated each other. But none of them would want to eat alone so they'd all like suck it up and go to dinner together Mm -hmm. every night and i used to think that was the craziest thing ever but they thought i was crazy because i didn't want to eat with any of them like i just constantly would just go eat by myself
1: what's funny is i'm not an introvert yeah so we go back to i was i was like i need energy but i also can go to things by myself so i don't know what that means like i'll go yeah I, I I i actually like going to like people are like you take you do you take your friends to concerts and stuff i do but sometimes I like going by myself because I can just sneak out when I want. I can stay right. as long as I want. Yeah. And then I go. I go to dinner and lunch by myself, all the time.
0: And you, you're not. You don't have. You don't feel like you're accountable and to. I, you know. But I need people. You like. You're oh, a social I, person.
1: I love big groups of people. Yeah. I like.
0: What is it like drinking with Eric? <laughs> like, how do you? Does that ha- happen often? Like, it hasn't. You...
1: Probably. Well. Two years. I haven't seen him in probably two years.
0: But I mean like just – not even him but like in general where you're actually able to like socialize and go have It's a just like having right a beer with of... you. But I mean how often does that happen? Is that happening all the time?
1: It did before COVID. Yeah. yeah. Like I've got – Like you're of... just
0: out with these stars well, and having dinner well, there's and having like, drinks. I've got – I'm trying to figure out like how much of like your day job is you hanging out with these people See, it's good. drinks. It's
1: it's, it's about, about 20, 30 percent. Really? Oh. But it's like uh, – that's why – I, during, like, over the last few months, I've drank way less than I usually do. It's funny. I opened up my phone, and I had this, like, 2020 goals, and it said, drink cut drinking it down. I was like, Sh, shit, yeah. did that. Yeah. Not on purpose. But. Even with COVID, the drinker went down? <laughs> oh, way less. I'm a, I'm a social drinker. Yeah. I'm not a home drinker. I'm, not, I'm very much a social drinker. Very much a social drinker. Like, I, I don't drink beer by myself at home. I don't, it's just, it's usually. Well, a couple
0: of your Facebook lives, like, you had laid, like a glass of whiskey or something. Yeah, but I was, and, cause I was, but that, that, was, that was it. That
1: was it. And then uh. usually, like, I feel like those were Fridays. Yeah. And like, I, we, we quarantined. Now, I guess we can talk about it now. There was like three other groups of people that I would hang out with. You know, I wouldn't have put it out up then because you would have gotten yelled at, but it was right. like me and two other families that we would just, yeah, you know, we would like. They lived in my neighborhood. We'd walk and you know, sit and have drinks.
0: You're doing that now, right? You have like this guys' night that happens. Yeah,
1: Wednesdays. Wednesday. Every Wednesday night, you guys. Have that, guy yeah, yeah. I, I think somebody didn't somebody tell you to ask about Ron and what yeah. was the other one? What else? Did they? Uh, yeah, I had to go back to these questions on Facebook. Yeah, there was Facebook questions. That. So that's that. That guy's one of our Wednesday night guys. So what, what Wednesday is? It's funny. Is Wednesday is the best night of the week? It used to suck Thursday mornings, but since COVID, it doesn't. Cause I don't have to get up as early so Wednesday night there's a crew of us that play basketball we play at nine o'clock up at Donaldson Park which is by here and we don't wait but it's closed right now it's so the whatever and when we would end with basketball basketball would end like at 10 30 and we would go to celebrations well some of those Wednesday nights would turn into midnight and then some would be three thirty, four right. in for a morning because they would stay open for us yeah or like you know I mean like just close the doors and we would hang out but um I don't know if they get in trouble for saying that and then now it's now it's in the summertime, it always did this in the summertime, but since COVID, we do it at each other's houses. So like last week I hosted, next this week, somebody else hosts. And we just, it's, it's probably the most fun, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Until, you, until another guy comes and sees it, it's, it's, a, it's the ultimate guys hang. And like it, every wife has stopped by it, at least stopped by or listened in and came And they're like, dude, this is not what I expect guys night to be. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, we're drinking, we eat, and we, we, we play trivia. Like it's nerd and out to like sports stuff. That's. A, I was wondering,
0: are you guys sitting around like a TV, or are you doing?
1: Like, we had a fire the other night. Yeah, I was gonna say Fire fires. the other night, TV, and sometimes yeah. you don't need anything. Yeah. Like I mean, it's they, like I like the Ron We're not we're not going to go into that, but like there like we have our inside jokes that. It's just it's funny, it's, and it's it's almost like I've been told over and over again to grab mics and record it and make it a podcast. Yeah, you should. Because it's just so. Funny. It's just, it, it, it is. It's like there's a cast of characters.
0: Just put a mic in the room somewhere and right. don't even tell it's anyone. It's a cast of characters. Once people know there's a mic, they then, would change. then the, yeah. the content changes. Right. But if they don't know it's there.
1: And everybody's so different. like the crew It's
0: super intriguing to me, though, because like with my friend, we just had a golf outing. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's like a once a year thing that I can hang out with these guys because it's just turns into this huge. But maybe that's why, because we don't do it often enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this. The world's gonna end tomorrow. We have to drink as many
1: beers as we can, go crazy. We do and that. Then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> every the, Wednesday. I, I mean, there's uh, there's been some Wednesdays, Wednesdays that I speak cursive. Like I'm like I go into my house. and I'm like, is My wife's like, why am I like, nothing? Just, just you know. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, oh wow, because that happens, yeah. especially when it's when, when you host. Because you don't, like, and then somebody always drop. Like, I have a feeling this this Wednesday's we're. we're we're at a buddy's house. I'll probably have to drive, so I won't be able to do that.
0: Do the women do this too? No,
1: it's just us guys.
0: But, I mean, like, they don't have their own kind of women's thing. My name, wife doesn't they... have friends, so. Why not?
1: Because nobody likes her.
0: Because she's introverted? <laughs> yeah. People like her. <laughs> yeah. She comes here to work out. Everyone likes her. Like,
1: once she came out here three times. She wants yeah. to come back, though. Yeah. But, no, no, she just doesn't. She's she's way introvert. And... Well,
0: she's uh, she's just quiet. Yeah, very. Yeah. But people like her. Yeah, she's quiet. So, outside of... The guys' night. Okay. What else are you doing outside of guys' night work and your daughters?
1: That's it right now.
0: We got football coming up.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do football in the fall, but um,
0: which is awesome because playing is,
1: music. But I, I mean, yeah. I, I've been, I'm still playing. I play a lot of like, so Friday night I played a, a one neighbor's have a swimming pool. Yeah. And they just brought friends over and I played a couple. Like I played for like an hour. You'll do that? Yeah, in a heartbeat. Oh, uh, uh, like I love doing that. I've
0: been looking for someone for like ten years to come to my house and. Well, you found for, like, them. A pool
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it and and be it be awesome. Man. Oh, it, it is good if if you like country music because I don't really I, I mean I go everywhere, I, and I usually will play like it's it's about like people think so when they plan that like you'd be like all right I'll we'll have JD come play he's gonna play from five to eight at a house thing like that people people are interested for about yeah. two hours tops and but, then they start and then I I don't mind that they talk because they're talking the whole time too so it doesn't bother me but about after two hours you start to
0: yeah yeah but this is what this is when I started the conversation with you, the, why like I'm so interested by you because I you're the DJ of One Hundred Four Point Seven. I think a lot of people that don't have like they follow you, but they've never had a chance to meet you to hear you say like you just show up at people's house to, and play country music for them.
1: That's fun. <laughs> it's like a lot of crazy fun. Man. That's fun. I love doing that. That's my like I love. But how do you
0: even have the time to be able to do that kind of stuff?
1: Because it's at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, softball's done.
0: Sports are done. You're
1: right. Like that's like this past weekend we had I did this I did it Friday night, I didn't have anything on Saturday. So What I, do you
0: guys do? Are you doing uh, homeschooling at all? Or are no, they 100% going school. back?
1: They're, she's a fresh she'd yeah, be a they're, freshman.
0: They're older, yeah. So yeah, so So you're not gonna get sucked into any of that.
1: Mm-mm.
0: But you're back in the studio now?
1: Yeah, I've been back. April twenty first.
0: Well let's look at some of these other questions here. Toby Keith crashed.
1: Yeah, that was at Jamboree in the Hills.
0: What so what happened?
1: Um we, Toby Keith played Jamboree in the Hills, so we played on the main stage. So at Jamboree in the Hills, you know what Jamboree in the Hills is yes, yeah. big forty-five. Yeah. It's not around anymore. It was the, it's the most amazing thing in the world. And I've known Toby for a good while. Like to a, like a like we know like another one that, hey JD, how you been? Everything right. good? And yeah, and so we played the main stage like in the morning, and then there's a thing after Jamboree it's called Jambo After Dark, and it was the most amazing thing in my life. like my kids being born. Toby Keith marriage wedding so like my wedding order? Yes. Kids being born. Toby <laughs> Keith that Jamboree in the Hills my wedding day. Like if I had to like if they were like hey do you want to do your wedding day over again or do you want to do Toby I'm Toby like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even get through the yeah. conversation. I'm like Toby like the wedding day was great for Kate but like this was awesome. So it's after the show. And I was talking to him on the bus before he went on. He was like what are you doing? I I got to play after this right after you're done. We play like right down there I pointed it was down behind him. He's like, I'm, I'm going to get my ass up there and come hang out. I'm like, all right, yeah, right. So we're, like, and there's about 3,000, 4,000 people in front of us playing. Like, it's, I, I'd have to show you a pic- Like, I probably can find a picture. But we're playing, and we're playing covers, and everybody's drunk. It's probably 1 a.m. now. And I start to notice, like, it was getting weird. Like, it was, like, like we had stage crew, and they were, like, around. And people were, like, like pointing over there to the left of me. And I looked to my, like, I looked behind me to my left, and my, my uh, like guy that kind of runs everything for us point across the stage points across the stage i look and it's toby keith with a microphone in his hand flipping me off so toby gets up on stage and sang for like 45 minutes with us that's awesome yeah it was probably it was pretty it was pretty great i mean was he singing his own music well we did uh here's like the crowd like you can see that's what the, that was us playing in front of the crowd Wow, man, that's a lot of that, people. Yeah. I mean, it goes way, way to the back. Like, and it would be like that all night long. It was just.
0: I was picturing like this. Yeah. yeah. That's why I had like it not was. Not that.
1: Yeah. That's like, it looks like that I'm, that, like, that crowd looks like we're. Like... Do you like playing in front of that many people? I love playing in front of that many people. Yeah. The more the better. Like, I'd rather play in front of that many people. But than... you don't
0: get nervous being on stage with Toby Keith playing in front no. of hundreds,
1: did not, thousands did, of people. Did not care at all. Like, it was just. It was unbelievable like i I, try, I remember i remember my bass player looking at me going oh my god i'm like just relax enjoy it that's yeah. so exactly what i said to him i go like, like, like take it all in that's all i did is i just took it all in i just i'll never forget that moment him like there's there's some good pictures on online of it like him just sitting down like we're in between sets and like it looks like i'm yelling at him because it's loud yeah and i'm telling him what song we're gonna do next and he just he was good he was in boat shoes he was hammered he had a of ultra light in his hand
0: does that happen often like going I, it, on stage with
1: I've been on stage. He's the biggest. Uh, and that, that, that'll never be topped. I mean, like unless it's Kenny Chesney. I don't even know if Kenny – I don't know if anybody tops Toby Keith. I mean, yeah, it's alive. Um, other artists, that are, like Chris Young. You know who Chris Young is? No. He, he sang with us once. Chris Young has been on stage with me. Um, I've got up and played with Michael Ray a few times, a guy named Frankie Ballard. I've played with Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce is a good buddy, though, so that's kind of a different situation.
0: I heard Toby – uh plays at the mouth he, he, he went to the mousetrap, a mousetrap trap? one time like, yeah it was been, only one time
1: that's what i hear i don't know how true that's it's like a lot of stories get exaggerated
0: well then the stories i heard got way exaggerated yeah. because i heard that he was there in my every single concert
1: because nah, i was i was at a few of the ones here and he didn't go yeah there. and yeah. he didn't
0: go there so all the country concerts that are here you're gonna be yeah you're you're there at all of them all of them and I, you're,
1: you're in for it once everything opens up you think i'm busy now this yeah. isn't even close
0: well you were telling me that Right yeah. when you first came to the gym, you said you might not see me for a while. That was yeah. before COVID. Right, and then COVID hit. And,
1: and then yeah, but I it's like because I, then I was even, I remember thinking when I came here, it was it was always Fridays, and I'm like there's no way I could do this workout and go walk around the whole like at the pavilions. Right. I walked that I walk that whole.
0: Oh yeah, that's, thing. especially in the summertime, right? And, the sun. and I
1: wear jeans everywhere. That's why i I was going to talk about this today on the radio is the fact that I haven't worn jeans since July 1st. And I, and, and, and people that know me would be like, holy, like I, I I had to go buy shorts. i never wore shorts ever. I wore jeans and boots everywhere. Jeans, boots, and t-shirts was every, 95 degrees out, jeans, boots, t-shirts, hat. And then COVID hit and I was like, oh, I need some sweat, like not sweats, but like workout pants. So I bought like, like those underarmors that I wore those a lot. And then now I had, I had to go buy shorts because I didn't really have shorts.
0: So where are you at now? Are you anxious to get back the jeans?
1: I'm wearing them today to work. I'm gonna wear you jeans are. and boots today, just because I was like I talked about it yesterday. Have not change your mind. But I'll go back to these shorts are comfortable.
0: I so since I opened a fitness studio, I haven't worn anything except for fitness clothes at all. I yeah. threw out all my suits. Dress what did clothes, you do before this? Consulting, like management consulting. I did. I started my career in management consulting, so I was traveling around, mm-hmm. solving business problems. Uh, and then I took some jobs here local in Pittsburgh. And, well, I think my last job was a director of, like, project managers, Mm -hmm. so project management office. So we did a bunch of projects, but for me, it just got to a point where I'm sitting in meetings all day long talking about problems that I just could care less about. So it it was just a point in my life. I think I had a midlife crisis. I'm 37, so I think right around 35, 36, I started to have a midlife crisis. Like, I'm actually positive it was a midlife crisis. People argue with me all the time. Are you there yet? No. You didn't have a midlife crisis yet.
1: Not yet. I mean, I'm the good die young, so I'm not even close to midlife. That's I, like when we talked about earlier, I was thinking about it. When we talk about people living vicariously through their kids, we're going to yeah, jump back to that. Right. I think that I didn't because like high school was great. Like it was. Playing sports was great. I, I miss walking on a basketball court, talking trash. And I, I miss like that first hit of a football game. And I missed, yeah. but, but I do it a little bit, but it's never compared to that. But a lot of people that did that, now they work in a cubicle. Right. It, or yeah. they and and they are like they are they can't do push ups now and they can't do setups because they but they because they just was able to let themselves go. I feel like post high school being able to play music in front of people and then there's a like when you see pictures of yourself on like like I would you get up on a Saturday morning and you play the show and like a Jurgles and people take pictures and they tag you in it and stuff and you have three chins like no I'm not yeah, I can't right. do that yeah. like that's so I think that's why like I don't live vicariously them because I still get to kind of do this pretty neat thing all the time yeah. And I'm still playing my sport, I guess, because it's competitive. It's competitive. In what, like, I, I compete every week. I get ratings every week, so I compete at that. Musically, it's not really as competitive. You know, you compete with yourself. Like, you want to get better.
0: Yeah, I uh, there was the you know, Winter Olympics, whenever that was, however many years ago, were on. And there were snowboarders. And my daughter was probably only like three or four at the time. And she was, for some reason, really interested in watching these snowboarders, these women snowboarders. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably because they were doing like all kind of flips and stuff on the television. And I told her that she, I was like, you could, you could do that one day. You can do anything. You can be anything you want to be. And then it hit me like really hard, thinking that like I'm telling my daughter she can be anything I want that she wants to be. But I didn't really, I didn't live that life. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm kind of living this fake life of just doing what other people told me I needed to do. Go get a regular job, mm-hmm. buy a house, pay bills for the rest of your life. And so I started like getting this in my head that. I need to not tell her she can be anything she wants to be. I got to show her, and you know that's that's not um, that's not going to manifest into like me like li- my I was I always wanted to be an actor when I was a child. Right? I'll probably never be an actor. Um, maybe I could. I maybe. don't know. But you know, it led me to opening my own business, working out a lot. You know, I didn't want to be a person that said like, oh, you got to you know do this or do that. So I tell parents all the time now like, stop telling your kids they can be anything. Show them. You know, you're scared to come to the gym. Why? Show like, you know, go after what you want. If you want to be in better shape, if you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to have more confidence, then, you know, start working towards that because that's what you're trying to tell your kids to do, right? For the rest of their life. So that's why I like, uh, I envy or I I like that you and Kate are like that, you know, you're, and we have other parents that are like that too. We have parents that bring their kids with them and into the class. It's awesome. To have kids that like grow up with those kind of role models is just – you know I mean there's nothing like it do compared you, to the parents that are screaming from the crowd.
1: Do what you love. Yeah, exactly. And, and they should do that. I told, I, my, my oldest is very artistic, very good drawler. Like she's just got an art side to her. In my head I'm like you should like either A, be a stand-up comic because that's right. what I would – like if, if I was ever to try that to – That is
0: awesome that you tell her that.
1: Yeah, I'm like be a stand-up comic like because you're yeah. funny. Right. Like you and you and if if you let me help you learn, like you could be stand up comedy. She's yeah. like like because she's got that hole her. Well, I want to go be I want to be a lawyer. Like that is that really going to be fun? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like, like a, Usually it's the opposite. Like go do something that you want. Like be happy. Like we chase the, the rat race all the time. Right. Like we put ourselves in this situation. Like I I I, I said all the time to my wife. I'm like we put ourselves in this situation. Yeah. Like I'd much. I, like I I I would love to. I like being on the radio. I do love being on the radio still. But like the management part of my job, I hate. Like yeah. I like the program director part that we talked about. Yeah. That's probably I made that decision out of I'm already pretty good at doing that and the money's there. Let's go do that and we can raise our kids. But like me, I'd rather just be on the radio right. and that's it. And then go play music. Yeah. And but I put myself in a situation where I have to make these payments on these house this house and things. Yeah. So hey, kids are kids graduate high school in six years.
0: But um, even organized sports, so this has always been my thing. Like I, I always felt like I was very athletic, but I don't I didn't like the traditional sports. So I played baseball my whole life, soccer wrestling for a long time never played football i wish i would have played football but i was a lot, I was little in high school so I, you know i kind of got bigger after high school and then i was like oh i wish i could have played football mm-hmm. but um my sports were like skiing you know racquetball and now I, even as i'm getting older i'm realizing that there's things that i'm i don't know if i'm good at them but i'm really interested in them and those things were just no one ever brought those to my attention right so that's why i said it's awesome that you're telling her Maybe it should be a stand-up comic, you know? No one ever said that to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Anything, like I, you know, you look at actors or the film industry, how, I didn't even know what a director was. I didn't know what a cinematographer was, you know, until I was like way late in my 20s. I was starting to learn about all of these things that would have probably been awesome career paths for me if I hadn't known they were, even existed, right? So I think that, you know, the common mold of, the, all those sports are good that they play the traditional sports. Right. But to be able to like open up this, I always call it the proximity limitations on this podcast. I talk about this a lot. So my listeners will probably know what I'm talking about, but it's like 50 years ago. If you grew up on a farm and you really only knew what the people around you brought to your kind of purview, right now we live in a world where everything's accessible in seconds on Mm -hmm. phones. So you're getting, you're, you're becoming more and more, you know, open to cultures, open to different things that are out there. And even for me, some of my biggest inspiration are these like teenage instagram they're not instagram models they're literally like people that do fitness they're, they're teenagers or they're in their tw- early 20s yeah. they do fitness but they do it all over the world they're either one girl i follow claire p thomas she works out of a van like she lives she lives in a van travels all around the world she's always taking pictures at these beautiful parks doing all these awesome things working out 24 7 i'm like why didn't I do that when I was her age? Because was available. I, yeah, or I didn't even you know think about it or know about it. So the world's becoming more open in that way. But I know we have to pretty close to wrapping mm-hmm. up here. So if people want to follow you, where where can they find you? Uh,
1: Twitter, which I don't. I, at JD Green on Twitter, that's my least favorite. Social do you tweet? I, yeah, I do. I do, but I it's not my favorite. My favorite's Instagram. Yeah. JD Green Show. Yeah. Green has an E on the end of it.
0: You're pretty popular too. Every time oh. you post, like, I see. It gets busy. Um, yeah.
1: And then Facebook is just searched for me, I guess, J.D. Green.
0: Okay. Awesome, man. Yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate thanks for having on me. I appreciate it. Hopefully this is what you wanted. No,
0: it was awesome, man. <laughs> I was. We got into some subjects there that I think. Uh, we didn't even have we're... to go to the
1: question. I told you. I have, I have these questions for you. I'm like, yeah. we'll, we'll talk.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to see. I thought maybe there might be a point where some of them would come up. And they did. A couple okay. of them came up. But, uh, well, yeah, I appreciate you coming me. on, man. I, I love doing this, just having people on. Any time. Talking through some stuff. Cool. All right, man. That's it. Hey, guys. Chad here with some final thoughts. One, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, I would ask that you just bounce around to some of the other episodes. I have a lot of very interesting topics where I explore by myself. So things like tapping into peak performance, utilizing flow states. I reference a lot of content from the book The Rise of Superman, which is a phenomenal book. But I also have on a lot of very fascinating guests. So I had on Lindsey Hoffman Brooks, who is one of the highest performing people I've ever met. I had on Mike Dunn, who's a phenomenal musician. I had on EJ Hall, who struggled with heroin addiction for a long time, and his story is very, very powerful and has touched a lot of people. I had on Steve Mans, who's an elite Spartan. Was an elite Spartan racer. I had on Andrew Wade several times, who is. I called him the health and wellness prodigy. He's a registered dietitian, and his ability to deconstruct very complex topics around health and wellness and nutrition and diets, and make them very easy to understand to a everyday person like myself is, it's just fascinating how good he is at that. And if you're looking for more information around topics like intermittent fasting, or rapid weight loss, or the ketogenic diet, we deconstruct a lot of those topics across our episodes, so definitely check him out. If you'd like to find me on Instagram, I am at DaddyShip, D-A-D-D-Y-S-H-I-P. I am all things father first, and you can also follow Sweatbar Bar Fitness. We have a lot of very fun things that we're always posting about. We have videos that I think make people just want to get up and exercise, and if you're already exercising, you can check out some of what we're doing, maybe utilize some of the exercises that we're doing um, and putting out in the videos. Always interesting content. You can find us at Sweat Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen, and I hope you keep stopping back. Thanks.